I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Sippin' on a 40. I'm with Begsy. I'm with Bondi. I miss my homies. And I'll be real, man. I've been doing some meditating over this this coronavirus hiatus, real talk, mindfulness. It, what's going on with me right now, man? Life's crazy. How's it going, boys? I'm doing well, man. It's you know just been trying to keep some sort of routine during the uh, during the just whole uh, quarantine to keep my mind sane. Like I've got a pretty, I got a good routine like nailed down. That's I think that's the key. Okay, Bagsy, what's up with you, man? Well, I, I got to ask you guys. So, in, in terms of keeping your routine down, I think that's important. But uh, you know, at what point of the day are you are you whacking one? Because that's got to be part of the stress relief <laughs> in the in the routine, right? You know what? I'm not that stressed that I need to, you know, like, oh fuck, I'm so stressed <laughs> out. I just got to yank one out and, and just feel like myself once again. I haven't gone there yet, but I'm telling you, like I just said, man, I've been meditating. I've been reading some Deepak Chopra. Yo, maybe I do need to jerk off, you know, just to get get back to my normal ways. I need to find yeah, normalcy. Do it for the listeners. Just have a wank, man. You're starting to scare me. <laughs> yeah. For the that's listeners? that's usually that's usually a nighttime thing for me. That's like before I go to bed. I gotta like gotcha. relax. Yeah. Uh, relax. That's, yeah. that's kind of my thing. Yeah, let's be real. Nice. Uh, nice. If you're jerking off before what, <laughs> like 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. But like if you're jerking yeah. off in the morning, I'm not saying something. That's a wrong psychotic move. <laughs> Yo, that is so psychotic. That's a, that 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 is a nighttime activity. Okay, well, is it psychotic? It's 2020. We're not allowed to judge, man. People are very open about their sexuality. If they just want to, yeah, good, you know, good let point. One rip. Good point. You know, Trevor Beggs, guaranteed, this dude's letting one rip at 8 a.m. every day. Yeah, hands down. Well, it will every down. day, every not second. Hands every down. Day. You mean hands up or hands on? Yeah. So, are you still working at home? Is your wife working at home as well? What's the what's the situation? We're all working from home, man. All yeah. working from home. Staying nice. safe and staying safe. Maybe masturbate yo this is a hockey show okay we'll talk about the canucks trevor beggs bondy kyle bowen welcome to sipping on a 40. man we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight in vancouver all my real fans Yo, 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 what is up? Welcome to another episode of Sippin' on a 40. My name, Kyle Bowen. Shout out to SB Nation, Nux Misconduct, and the Posted Up Studios, and everyone's offices or bedrooms where they're recording at. All right, because we we in quarantine, we in ISO mode. Begsy, Bondi with me. I already asked him, how's it going? And we went down the path of, of masturbation talk, which... Yeah, that's a, that's a strange thought, you know? Real talk, the light's still shining outside, and... Yeah, I haven't gone, haven't gone that route yet <laughs> when it comes to this day or just how I'm going to deal with being in ISO mode. Yo, it's hard, man. It's hard. This is what the second straight weekend that we're just coming off of where, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm in these walls. I can't go anywhere else besides, besides a walk with the dog, which isn't that bad. Uh, Bagsy, Bondi, anything else new? Can you tell me, tell me something new? Like, what have you guys been watching? What have you guys been listening oh. to? 
I've I just been starting uh, this series called World at War. Not nice. not based on the Call of Duty video game, but <laughs> it's uh it is about World War Two. It's a uh, like this twenty something part documentary they did in the, the some British company did in the sixties. And it's cool because it's not it's done like about twenty years after the Second World War. So you have like they interviewed like legit Nazis on there. Not that I'm set, not that I'm condoning Nazism in any which way. <laughs> well, are you pretty, condoning Nazism? Jesus. No, no, no. <laughs> Next misconduct is officially anti-Nazi good, yeah, good podcast know. network. Good Just know. want to make that want to awesome, make that clear. Awesome. We're officially against Nazis, but you know it's 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 interesting. They have like a lot of first-person interviews. Like they interview like people who are in like. The Nazi regime. They interviewed people who lived through it. Like it's it's twenty parts. Like it's amazing. It's called the world. I think it's called World at War. Nice, nice. And you can nice. they just you can just tour in it. It's awesome. I've watched it like a couple of years ago. Now I'm rewatching it just because I, I, li I like historical documentaries and I like documentaries in general. You heard you heard it here first, ladies. My guy likes to play the guitar. He likes to cook breakfast, and he likes historical war documentaries. I mean, that's that's a ladies' man right there, man. Real talk. <laughs> Real I've been getting Wait. back in the guitar as well. You can see the, uh, I don't know if you can see that well behind me. I got my bass there. I got my electric guitar. If you can, I'm trying to, you can see oh, that. Oh, there you uh, go. There you the, I think we talked about this last episode, the white, the white guitar I made in high school. Yeah, 100%. Bondi's the biggest yeah. bachelor in the whole province of British Columbia. We've been there many times. Straight up. Ladies man Bondi. Ladies man Bondi's got all kinds of tricks up his sleeve. Uh, man, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. If we're sharing things in our room, I thought I'd share one thing with you guys. Uh, you know, I, I've been watching a lot of movies. Porn stash. <laughs> secret porn stash. But I thought I'd show you this. This is a Canucks podcast, but I got this Ottawa Senators oh, Danger wow. Fan Cave sign in my room. Uh, it's kind of a hidden secret. I haven't told a lot of people about that. Uh, I mentioned before my wife's You're Ottawa a Senators closet fan. Sense fan. You're just waiting for them to be good again so you can claim the clout. You know what? It's uh, I'm, I'm going to start showing off this poster as soon as they draft Lafreniere, Lafreniere and uh, you know they get another top yeah. five How, pick. How's the draft going to work this year? They canceled the draft. Are they just going to do like a giant Zoom call? Yeah, 100%. I want to see, like, like, see all these like NHL GMs who have no idea how to use technology. Just a giant 30-person Zoom call. Yeah, 100%. Oh, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be a mess, but I, I could see it happening. I think, you know, they do want to obviously get it on TV somehow because it's such a big event. Um, pretty much every... If you're a fan of a team out of the playoffs, like all you gotta look forward to is the draft. We know all about that in Vancouver. I, I do wonder if they'll do something like the OHL, but they're trying to televise it. You know, like the OHL and WHL junior hockey. Yeah. Basically, the draft is like online and on the phone. Uh, I, I wonder if, um, yeah, maybe we'll have like these GMs on Zoom, uh, like the players have been doing interviews recently. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Oh man. Okay, so I wouldn't be opposed to that. I mean, we're seeing how our minds are working and what you know we deem entertaining now and, and we're just looking for anything new we're looking for anything live especially with their athletes so it doesn't have to be some high quality thing thank and, god the nfl's yeah. still gonna do their draft in some <laughs> way i need i need that sports fix yo i yo i need the sports fix man i really do dude i like it's, it's i'm like a, i'm like a junkie going through withdrawal yes, right now it's not, it's not pretty bro yesterday i've been getting it i've been getting into stonks that's my that's my big thing nice. instead of gambling on sports stonks Wow, see, I'm I'm looking into mindfulness and you're yeah, just looking yeah. into right decisions. Yeah, I got no, eligible bachelor. I got the guitars, I got a TFSA and RRSB set up now. <laughs> oh man, this guy. Real, this real guy. adult right here. This guy will be working. Wait, with ladies, pressure. you don't need Tinder anymore. Just uh we'll get we're gonna post Nick Bondi's number and we're gonna let the calls flood in. Yeah, that's 100%. why that's why I started a podcast. There you go, man. He's got <laughs> wow. you protected. Why else you start a podcast? He's got you protected. Yo, let, let's talk. 
let's talk a little bit about those NHL interviews before we get into the Canucks. And to be honest, Trevor's gonna take the uh, what's the saying here? I don't even know the saying. He, he's gonna he's gonna drive the boat or sail the boat on this episode with the topics about the Canucks. But first, let's talk about those NHL interviews. Yeah, I fuck with it. You know, you're you're having these guys FaceTime each other and having some having some good conversations. I'm not gonna front. It's interesting. Uh, are they gonna get rid of the hockey reporter asking the questions? Like what? Just let these guys go at it, right? Just just the way it is. Well, in if you in Europe for soccer, they have what they call the they call mixed zones, which is uh, actually like there's no reporters in Europe if you follow like soccer at all. They're not allowed in the locker rooms at all. Cool. They have like what they're what's called mixed zones, and like all the players like meet out there after the games, and you talk to them there. Cool. So maybe you start something like that. You start like you're not allowed in the locker room anymore, but you have like a mix zone where all the players are supposed to, you know, go out for the media availability. Because I don't think like if I was a just speaking from experience, you know, I've done a little bit of reporting in my day, Holy. maybe at the college level, but like not a big deal. Broke a couple of big stories, but. Like I would be, I would, I would not want to do like the way to get good stories is you don't do it through like a press conference setting, right? You want like a kind of like a one-on-one personal type interview. Mm-hmm. So maybe like a mix zone is a good way to, to kind of like bridge that gap where you're not allowed in the locker room anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You could get players sick, but you could, you know, still get that one-on-one ac- access that I'm sure a lot of these journalists want and kind of need to keep going. Mm-hmm. How about you, Trevor? What are you, what are you thinking about this this new regime of NHL I, broadcasting? I mean, I, oh, it's fun. I mean, I, I can't say I'm you know watching it like every interview comes out and I, I'm just glued to it. But uh, no, I, I like the thought of it. And you're right, like Bonnie said, you do need that. Uh, you need some new stories, some new things to report about. But like, has it really brought forth any any good reporting? I think I saw a good joke tweet other today. It's like, here's the hard hitting done by NHL reporters. And uh, the big reports that Oliver Ekman Larson is sick of his team group chat, uh, and Alex Ovechkin is bored. So it's like, how much? How much are we really learning from this? Um, but man, all, all I can think about it's you know, not all reporters are like me. I mean, I I, I got the idea stockpiled, blogger life right here, uh, lots to write about. Um, but yeah, some of these reporters need the ideas. But man, oh man, all I can think of in this episode is can we, can we call this episode "Ladies Man Bondy"? I know because that's what I'm talking. Saying. Talking about him playing the guitar, he's making money on the stocks, making breakfast, Breaking and stories. he broke Stonks. some stories, man. I know, Holy crap, bro. ladies, man, Bonnie is just on a roll right now. I know, man. I might have to switch teams, bro. This guy's this guy's doing everything right now, man. Hey, Dick Bonnie's a an attracting attracting person in the in the province of British Columbia right now. This guy just boasting about everything. I like it, man. I like it, and he writes and podcasts for the Nux Misconduct Network. Okay, one more thing though. I, I know I was I was gonna. Let Trevor ride the boat, but I gotta talk about this too. Okay, Connor McDavid. This guy goes on GQ, right? Like best player since Gretzky, by far best player since Gretzky. By far. This the guy, disrespect to Sidney Crosby. No, man. by far. This dude goes on to GQ, <laughs> GQ to get interviewed, and they've been doing this series where they go around talking to different athletes in every single league in North America and asking them to talk about the things that they cannot live without. And this series on GQ is based on. Nothing really to do with the sport, you know? We're talking about materialistic things that show your personality, so to speak. Connor McDavid goes on there, and this guy shows pre-workout, he shows a fucking hockey stick, and he shows his damn sneakers. His sneakers, like his runners that he works out in. That's that's the face of the NHL. That's personality right there. That's some that's some bullshit, straight up. How Connor. do you think you get to, to be as good as, as you know, Connor McDavid? It's just hockey 24-7. Man. You don't have time for this extracurricular bullshit. Come on, there's got to be yeah, something, huh. man. Yo, 
Come on, bro. Guy brings his hockey stick to a GQ interview, bro. He's a hockey player. <laughs> what are you supposed to do, bring a football? No, like show show us some other things. But maybe you're right. Maybe that's all he does. Maybe that's think all about how he much, does. Think about how much money that stick made him. Yeah, well, that's what <laughs> that people stick were, made him a rich man. That's what people were that, saying that in the comments. Stick set him up not only his children but his children's children. Man, I just thought it was some lame shit. Typical fucking NHL player doing really nothing to uh to grow the game as far as you know showing some personality yo why why don't they just get ovechkin i feel like he wouldn't bring a hockey stick this guy scored over what he's gonna break well he could have broken gretzky's record if it weren't the, weren't these stoppages coming in coming in left right and center during his career but get that guy on that program not Connor mcdavid if he's gonna show off his hockey stick to the masses yo come on man shit was crazy on the other hand though let's be real a lot of americans they got to see what a hockey stick was right straight up that's a hockey there you stick. go, man. There you go. And he, the interview wasn't even conducted in an igloo, so there's that too. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay, let's do this. Trevor wrote, wrote an article, the last 20 drafts for your Vancouver Canucks. Tell us something, Trevor. Tell us something. What don't we know? What don't you know? I, I think a lot of people know uh, about the drafts in this list. I think a lot of people shit on the Canucks draft history in general. I kind of broke these drafts down into three categories. Bad good and just just man just so and in total i had seven bad drafts five okay drafts and eight good drafts and i don't know maybe that surprises some people because you look at this team i, I guess they've had playoff success uh to an extent but they haven't uh obviously gone all the way and there's been a lot of failure uh in, in the last 20 years as well so yeah i, I don't know there's a couple of drafts i struggled with uh, and in particular i think 2013 with bo horvat and 2019 or 2019 20, 2003 with ryan kessler those are two drafts that i classified as just average but I, I don't know do you guys think they're actually good drafts i mean when you snag players like horvat and kessler is a team just do they automatically have a good draft after that even if they shit the bet afterwards those are two drafts i kind of struggled with good question yeah. good question yeah. does it take one player to make a draft i i would say so based on what yeah the, the stats after your first round pick or even like the top 10 picks are so low when it comes to having a meaningful NHL player. So if you can grab one of those dudes, yeah. I don't think that's a bad draft. It, it doesn't look right when you look at the ratio from, from far away, but man, it ain't that bad. Yeah. You know, when you draft a future Selkie trophy winner, I think that's a good draft. Even if you don't get anything else from it and Hey, tw 10 years later, 2013 draft future captain. So I think I think either way, like I think those would be good drafts because you get not only getting like players who you're getting players who have contributed a lot to the franchise, even if that's just one player. I think that's I think that's pretty good. Me too. Yeah, and I, I see that argument too. I, I think I split it up more just uh, just to make things a little interesting. You know, good good and bad. You know, like, I like having that little gray area in there. Life isn't always black and white, boys. Um, but you know, I, I think my two arguments there. You look at the Horvat draft. And they got a great player. Uh, they made use of their top 10 pick. Uh, but they flunked on Hunter Shinkarik. And then for all the hype around Cole Castles and Jordan Subban, those guys didn't work out <laughs> at all either. Cole and then Cassie. you look at 2003, uh, Ryan Kessler, obviously a great pick. But for how legendary that draft class was, we're talking about 83 players who played more than 100 games. Wow. The only player the Canucks got was Ryan Kessler. So I think that's one reason why I kind of just bumped him into the average category, despite the fact that, you know, Kessler is obviously a great pick. No, that's okay, man. Like, Average is yeah the average. You got one player. You can't really boast. That's good for the Canucks. It. I would take yeah. like fifteen <laughs> average drafts in a row for the Canucks. Okay, so so how many good drafts would you say they had over the last twenty years? And is that number? It's probably a poor number. But but when you compare that number to the rest of the league, I mean, 
how many teams are nailing, you know, close to 50% of these drafts over the last 20 years? I would say none. And that's, yo, like, drafting is not easy, bro. It, potential is such a, such an overrated word. And, uh, yeah, like, I know the Canucks have had a bad draft history, but this whole drafting thing, it's, it's no joke, man. I played the video games. That shit never works for me, bro. <laughs> Never. Well, and I think when, when you're a good team, it can be hard to keep up that success as well. But I, I look at two teams in like the San Jose Sharks and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Both those teams, for the most part, have drafted pretty well, even when they've been a good team. It was something Detroit was also good at for a long time, drafting in those later rounds. When I look at the Canucks draft history over the past 20 years, I again, I, I gave them eight drafts of you know 20 seasons. And a lot of those were in the Jim Benning era where they were picking in the top 10. Um, mm. So again, they, they're making use of their picks, but again, those rounds, they did find some players later on. Um, but that's the key. You got to find players later in the draft. And I think that's one reason why I was kind of biased uh, with the Kessler draft and the Horvat draft, because despite the fact that they got good players, they didn't find anybody else. And if you look at uh, some of the top drafts here, you know, Brock Besser draft, they grabbed Adam Gaudet late. Um, 2004, I think is considered one of the best Canuck drafts of all time. They get Edler, they get Hansen, they get Schneider. Uh, for me, you, you got to find players in these drafts later at some point to get to get nothing later in the draft. Could be a bit disappointing when you spend the whole damn year scouting. That's why I like the 2015 draft in retrospect because not only did they get Brock Besser in the first round, they got managed, managed to get a fifth round pick and get Adam Gaudet, who's like a solid third line center, right? Yeah. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's uh, when you when you get those guys late in the draft, it's just easier to round out your lineup. And yeah, for the better part of those 20 years, the Canucks have failed to do so they've even failed to like you know draft in the first round it's just been one of those one of those things but but you know post 2015 they haven't been that bad man and, and we talked about that 2019 draft before we started recording and dumb dumb picking the russian the russian can i just say that in 2020 dumb picking the russian paul goes russian it's just easier saying the, the it's just easier saying russian than paul goes it just showed that the that benning still has well, maybe change his mind and has a longer term vision. I know we're seeing things with like first round picks moving and second round picks moving, but but that one pick it kind of bought bought some time back then. Now, with that being said, I'm saying that then I'm remembering how I felt the day after when he tra traded assets for for JT Miller. Benning's a bit all over the place. Yo, it's been a while since I focused on the Canucks. What am I talking about, man? Shit, man. Yeah, fair enough, man. Yo, I'll ask you this because you're talking about, you know, drafting well post-2015. Yeah. Uh, the 2014 draft, I ranked fourth <laughs> overall on this list, despite the fact that they picked for Tana and sixth overall. Uh, do you guys have any bones to pick with that one? I mean, I think I think it's a pretty high rating. Mm -hmm. uh, and my argument was they had a lot of success. Like the first five guys they drafted have played, you know, significant chunks of time in the NHL. I would have uh, put the 2015 the class over the 2014 class. I would have, I would have swapped those around. Or no, did yeah. you already? No, no, Sorry, they no were, I would have swapped to 2015-14 is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I had 2015 at fifth overall, and I had 2014 at fourth overall. Yeah, so I would have that, swapped that's those. a fair argument. Uh, I, I think, again, my argument there is the Canucks got two players out of 20, uh, 2015, right? Besser and Gaudet. 2014, they drafted Vertanen, Demko, Triampin, Triampkin, Forsling, and McCann. Yeah. Those are five players who have played you know decent chunks of time in the NHL. Yeah, that's a good draft. That's a that's a great draft, and yeah, but it didn't, didn't really benefit the Canucks. I'm talking about like if we were talking about Canuck drafts, I'm looking at well, drafts that directly benefited the Canucks. The 2015 draft is directly benefiting. Them. Well, 2014, like who's on the team for Tannen? That's it. And Demko. Yeah, I th yeah, and I Demko, think for this yeah. list, yeah, I think Pearson. for this list, I, I did base it more on, on the draft itself rather than what happened afterwards. Like if you look at 
Uh, one draft I have in the good category, I believe it's maybe Brian Burke's only good draft on this list. Um, it's Kevin Bieksa and RJ Umberger. Now, RJ <laughs> Umberger obviously didn't do shit for Vancouver. Piece of shit forced his way out. Um, wow. But, I mean, the draft was was part, partly made. If they bomb on that first-round pick, I'm probably not ranking it, uh, you know, in the top six there. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 a funny, it's a funny line to cross. Yeah, and it's 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 an interesting argument or conversation just to have because whenever we talk about Canucks and drafting, it's it's really all over the place. And looking back, it's it's kind of in the uh, the bottom half of, of the league, and things have somewhat changed with Benning. And man, it's just it would have been it would have been so bizarre to see how this year ended out. You know, real real talk. Canucks mm-hmm. were free falling a little bit. They had. Uh, they had a good lineup, and Brock Besser was coming back, so you never know what was going to happen. But, but could you imagine if the team didn't make the playoffs and they just lost? That Jacob Markstrom playing on a oh, on a man. meniscus that I donated. Oh man, oh ladies, man. that's just what I do for the team, okay. man. Okay. That's how well, much of a fan I am? What happens? What happens with the the second round pick that they traded for to Foley? I mean, is I was for the first round pick they traded for Miller. Well, that's a, that's different because they're. You know, it weighs in on what, like two a two year span possibility. Like, yeah, we're talking about that second round pick for Toffoli this year. Uh, does do we get yeah. that back or something? Because that's just not no. Fair. That, that pick that pick's gone. I don't no. think you what? can just retroactively reverse trades. Like, that's not right? fair. Yeah. That's not fair. That's, that's a bad precedent if you start like retroactively. To, like, no, yeah. no, no, no. I don't. Back okay, but why, why do you think it's a bad? What do you mean? Trade deadline just happened. People traded assets, and, and the league shut down. That's not fair. That's some bullshit. That's actually some bullshit, bro. But can you reverse like you know a dozen plus trades? You're talking about like Vaden into Carolina. We're talking about yeah, the reverse them. Reverse them. Uh, you're talking about what, what about the Islanders who gave up a first, second, and a third for Jean Gabriel Pajot? But they signed and they him. signed into a contract. Like you're gonna retroactively reverse that one too? No, like, no, no. I think that was what's, what's done is done. Now it, it sucks, but okay. it is what it is. How about you just mm-hmm. look at it if they can figure out a way, like take it to an arbitrator and, and determine which trades involved rental players, and could we, you know redo those ones because that's some bullshit bro that's actually some bullshit tyler madden in the second round pick hey there's still or, could, there still could be a playoffs right like that's that's true. all out of the question i you know what the more and more i think about it i don't know if it's because i i've been watching like just old school sports highlights because I, i've just gone to the gone to the fact that i think the season and the playoffs are over man i really do i don't know something in my heart just telling just me that i care about sports right now and i love sports yeah but it's I, just like yeah huh. i think it's over and i've kind of made up my mind i mean if they have to do something in like august or september where it's you know march madness oriented i just like yo just forget about it man just call the season a waste don't hand out the stanley cup and start the season again in october like it is yeah, what I mean, it is if you do like i said like you can you can shorten the first two rounds best of five but i think you still need to keep the stanley cup finals best of seven just okay. for historical purposes how about this Monday? Yeah. i brought this up to trevor last week um what if they just allow less teams in it's it's august you know what I'm saying? What if they can only like do a twelve like two, team tournament? Or yeah, like yeah, we, we talked eight. eight. I think Kyle was mentioning eight teams cut out the first round completely obviously, and basically we, just go. I with don't the top know about that. Obviously, Vancouver would be cut out. Don't get me wrong. I get a lot of those teams would be cut out, but we're talking about yeah. Actually, you know what? Man. Yeah, fuck it. Why not do it? Yeah, it, I think it would like be chaos. fair. Wouldn't it be fair because those top eight teams? You know, that's a you know that's a that's top echelon. Go in there. Get get go in the dance. Have a chance to win this this Stanley Cup that you know has to be rewarded when it. I, Gary Bettman's been saying it. I just, I'm just confused, man. I don't, I don't see how this shit's gonna work, and I, I don't see how or when this shit's gonna end. Maybe we'll talk about it after the break. Who knows? Who knows? Well, the, the thing is, it's not up to them when they when they come back, right? Oh. It's up to, it's out of their control. 
to the curve. So we're just kind of stuck in limbo. We are, man. We are. It's sad, man. The optimism in me is fading when it comes to the world of sport and, and seeing anything really happen this season. It kind of sucks because I, I didn't even bring my PlayStation 4 home. So it's like, I don't got sports. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do, dude? What am I going to do? Okay, let's cut to break. And after the break, let's just talk to Bonnie and Begsy and talk more about ISO mode. Let's talk about some movies, some music. Let's talk about Power of the Purell as well. We'll talk to Bonnie about what he's got planned for the show. <sighs> man, life, man life you know what we're gonna talk about deepak chopra too okay we, we gotta talk about this dude this dude's nuts nuts you're listening to sipping on a 40. i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, okay, you are back on Sippin' on a 40. My name, Kyle Bowen. Begsy Bondi with me. Almost fucked that up again. Yo, real talk, man. What's going on? What's going on in the world? How, how's the families doing? How's everyone holding up at the home? It, what's our role in this? You know, when it comes to, you know, having older parents, you know, for the most part, what, probably in their mid-50s, early 60s, I mean, I think their relationship with this disease is so different than ours because, you know, we're on Twitter. We see things happen, boom, 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 really quick, whereas they, they really look at that 6 o'clock news and it kind of sets the tone for for what they're doing throughout the week. I mean, shit's crazy. Everyone's kind of like not understanding what's really happening and, and just living in BC right now. How surprised are you that that shit hasn't been shut down? Well, I mean, a lot of shit is essentially shut down, right? They've shut down all the bars, restaurants. There's nothing to really do besides stay at home without, they've essentially ordered a lot. I would have liked to see just a straight up like big force lockdown. Cause I think like that's the way to go. And that's, and that's what governments should be doing. But I think the biggest lesson I learned just from following what's happening in Italy and Europe before it kind of shit hit the fan here is like, don't wait for the government to to tell you like mm -hmm. what to do. Is just take these actions yourself. Which is why I've been staying at home for quite a while, right? hundred percent. I, I hate the people who blame the government. Like it's twenty twenty. All the facts are there, man. You just just do your role as a as a human being. And, and I was late to the party too. I think I've been what ISO mode for what has this been like nine days? Maybe nine days. Only I know people are on like on their second week, but I wasn't going to wait for the government. I mean, fuck, we have all the info right in front of us. And yeah, again, exactly. Right. Yeah. Just weird. Just weird times, man. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy world of there. And I think it changes with the older generations, too. So uh, I, I look at, uh, you know, my, my wife's parents and my parents and, you know, they're, they're like reasonably worried. Uh, but then so I, you get someone like my grandma, she's 86 going on 87. She, there was a case of uh, coronavirus at her retirement home, actually. Oh. So, like, they're on complete lockdown, like, stuck in their rooms. Ooh. And then you get... And, and I think my grandma almost thinks... And granted, she's, you know, 86 years old. But she almost thinks they're making too big of a deal of, out of it. But then you start feeling like that because... Bro, someone's literally dying down the hall. How is this... But, but, but think about it from their point of view, right? Like, they're they're trapped in the room all the time. Like, 24-7 can't leave. Yeah. Like, we're... Like, at least... You, you like the three of us can at least go for walks, right? Like they can't even yeah. go for, for walks really, you know? Yeah, I so it, it's, it's interesting, right? I, I totally get why they're doing it. Um, 
I just wonder if some like the seniors of that age group kind of understand the severity of it. How about the conspiracy theories, man? I got I got one homie who called me up, and he. I am all for conspiracy theories. Lay it on me, bro. Like, no, this guy was so worried that he'd have my mind racing that he wouldn't even complete telling me like what he was believing in. Like, he said he had two or three of these conspiracy conspiracy theories that that made some sense, and he just couldn't even complete the statements because I, I don't even think he believed it. You know, I don't think he believed it. it. Said something about how this is just a hoax, and and more people, you know, more people die from fucking this and that and blah 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 and it's all yeah. media run hey, hey yeah classic hey who can forget you know the annual flu season when <laughs> the economy shuts down and they gotta bring in the army to roll out all the dead corpses from italy big hoax i know it just you know, uh, regular currents like economy shuts down every year because of the flu <clears throat> no i know this is not regular it's just, i think it's for some people it's hard to come to grasp with but in reality things like this sometimes do happen i mean again 102 years ago the Spanish flu, it happened. Like it happened. And I'm not saying happened, they I'm shut not, down the Stanley Cup finals because of it. Yeah, there you go. Was it Seattle and Montreal, right? Oh, so, Seattle. The Seattle Metropolitans. These things happen, and I think instead of just running to a conspiracy theory, which I fucking hate that shit, cause cause to think that the government would have something to do with with people just like being di like dying. And in this sense, if, if the government had something to do with it being murdered. I just feel like that's so inhumane and, and cool. that doesn't sit well with my heart. It doesn't sit well with my heart. So I'm just gonna gonna go on believe that this coronavirus is hundred percent authentic and real and dangerous and it 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 happens. It happens sometimes in our life in, in, in the human race and again hundred and two years since the last real, 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 really big pandemic and it sucks, man. It sucks. Maybe I'll run I'll run this by you guys because I've been talking to a few different people about it uh, since it hit. Do you remember this much hype around swine flu? Of course you didn't, because it wasn't you know hyped up the same way. But if you look at the rates of swine flu, um, it, did, it didn't take off quite as fast as coronavirus. But in terms of you know 750 million reported people around the globe got it, that's 10 percent of the world. You had the same mortality rate, about one to two percent. Um, when you look at coronavirus, I, I know it took off faster, but you're looking at essentially kind of the same mortality rate versus what could happen around the globe. Yeah, we have a big shutdown here and we didn't have it with swine. And I and I asked around a bit because I'm like, okay, so why wasn't the same hype around swine flu? And, and some of the answers I got from people who are a lot smarter than me was that uh, with swine flu, it was easier to develop a vaccine because it was already a strand of flu. It was already something that was more of a known entity. With coronavirus, it's just harder to get that vaccine. And obviously it, it took off a lot faster. Yeah, it's a novel I'm, cur I'm curious your guys' thoughts on that because swine, swine flu. <laughs> oh, let's go. Bondi versus Trevor. Let's go. Let's okay, go. okay. Let's go. Yeah, I think and I think coronavirus, like you said, it's it's brand new. It's novel coronavirus. Mm -hmm. It's the yeah. it's a full name, right? It's aka no one's ever seen this before, which is why and no one has any immunity to it, which is why right now, if you just let it go through the population, like that's what the UK was actually planning to do at the beginning. They they got some study and it's like, yeah, well, we could just let it go through the population, build a herd immunity. But the problem is you would have like hundreds of thousands of people dying to get like yeah. this herd immunity and that's the issue right now it's like literally there's no there's no way to treat it there's no antiviral so everyone no no human has immunity to it right now so if you're essentially if you get it is hope you get better that's essentially yeah, what's going on right now and just reading about the vaccine uh johnson johnson is expected to start human trials for the coronavirus vaccine in september wow right September. Oh, it that's could what be I'm saying, could man. be ready sports like early next back. year. Sports ain't coming back. I'm telling you, sports ain't coming back. 
It ain't coming back. This is going to take a while. Okay, two things. Two things before you end it off. Let, let's go back to the conspiracy theory thing. I, I saw I saw this one thing that a friend sent me. You're sounding, you're sounding a lot like Eddie Bravo right no, now. Just, just listen to me. I think this stuff is so stupid. Because from my understanding, and I don't have a big understanding on what's really the coronavirus is and, and when it started. You said it's novel. It's new. I, I, thought, I thought they kind of knew about the disease before. Like, they knew what it would look like or do. But anyways, in, in 2018, there was, like, this Japanese... Mm-hmm. TV series that came out. It's on Netflix, I believe. And someone sent me a video of these people in the series talking about how the government is, you know, planning this this human human experiment slash terrorist attack based on their usage of the coronavirus. So when I saw that, yeah. but yo, look at this. I, I again, I didn't think it was a crazy big deal because I thought the coronavirus existed in the minds of scientists before, and it was just something that they threw into the plot. Not understanding that, oh shit, you know, this shit's actually happening a couple years from now. But hey, shit's crazy. Do I sound like Eddie Bravo? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, again, I'm talking about governments and viruses and shit right now. I don't. Yo, yo, Kyle, I, I got a separate question to ask. I know you, you, we're kind of going down this conspiracy theory rabbit hole, and I love it. Okay. Um, are you wearing a shirt that says "We better go home"? Yeah, yeah. So once, you know what's hilarious, bro? <laughs> I bought this shirt. I bought this shirt. Well, I bought it because of this. Because I didn't even. Okay, bro. I kid you not. I just like the minimal stuff on the front. I didn't even read it. This shit could have said anything. I bought it because of this. <laughs> yeah. There's Mickey. holy crap. You're wearing a "We better go home" shirt. With uh, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and, and Goofy on the back? That's what I'm saying. So here's the funny oh, story, okay? Hey, so, around. I want to see the back again. You, you just quickly flashed it. Yeah, that's actually awesome. Yeah, it's an awesome shirt. And Why is why does Mickey look so angry? What the hell happened to him? Well, why, why does this say? Why does he want to go home? Why is he so angry about going home? Yeah, we'd better go home. That's what the shirt says. So I actually bought this shirt, and I, and I wore it out. And I don't go out a lot, but I wore it out to a club. And I was taking some photos and I realized that I was talking to girls and I went, I think I went like one, one for six this night when it comes to like buying girls rings, dancing, blah, blah, blah. And I, it must've been because of my shirt. Like I'm going up to these girls and the shirt says we better go home tonight. <laughs> hey, straight to the point, man. I straight like it. Straight to the point. I, yeah. That, that wasn't in the plan. How does not beat around the bush when he goes to the club? He's but, pretty straightforward. Yeah, we better go home. <laughs> but when it, come, when it comes to getting it on, he does beat around the bush with the seven dates. So, I mean, that's, that's the best of both hey, worlds or the worst of both worlds, I guess. Seven dates, man. Yo, bro. I guess we'll end it on this note, man. Like, for single guys like Bonnie and I, man, our DM game has to be strong right now. Like, we trying to make pen pals because we, we don't know when we're going to get that date, you know? But we can get that. Oh, how about going. this quarantine? <laughs> Sucks. Maybe you guys need some quarantine pickup lines, eh? No, you have to. I think if you're going to carry on a conversation with a potential partner during ISO mode, you're sending a dick pic. Like, legit. Like, there's, there's no. Like, you know. <laughs> Kyle's like, just sending two things. Uh, we better go home and a dick pic. No, because how yeah. do you, how do you, uh, how do you get the conversation going past, you know, a week? Like, Bonnie just said, oh, how's the, how's the quarantine going? Like, what are you going to say? Oh, what book you read today? I guess we could have that conversation, but it'll get to a point where... Start, start a book club with her. Man. Man, fuck. A film, a film club? A film club? Yeah. A book club? Or oh, a book club. With the girl? Fuck, man. We're just sending book reports to each Music other? Music club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. You know, maybe maybe you guys need some social distancing pickup lines. I I, yeah. I know I, I pulled up I pulled up something I saw online recently, okay, yeah, so maybe you guys them, can, them, uh, tell, can use some of these. Lay on me. Yeah, I need cool. all the help I can get. I'm a, all right, I'm all right. A, I'm a I'll, I'll send you DMs. a few here. I'm going to slide uh, in some if, DMs. 
tonight. Okay, here we go. Ready? Slide it. Slide into the DMs time. Get, get your pen and paper, or just go listen back to this in a couple okay. hours time. Okay. Cool. Um, if COVID nineteen doesn't take you out, can I? Oh, oh. shit. Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah. Can you can you send this article in the group chat <laughs> yeah. later? I'm gonna. I'm gonna okay. Copy okay. and paste like that one. Tonight. I like that one. Okay. okay. The right. one? Okay. How about this, baby? Do you need more toilet paper? Because I can be your Prince Charming. Ooh. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. 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 Yo, this this is a real good time for someone to just start up a like a toilet paper review channel based on all the different types of toilet papers. Cause I, you know, Charmin, it's up there, man. Like if you bring that stuff to your crib and and you invite a girl over and she has to use the washroom, she realizes that you have Charmin in the washroom. Yo, I'm telling you right now, she knows you're you're there to protect her. You're a fucking Has man. Anyone, here's my idea for toilet paper that I just had recently. Has anyone made colored toilet paper? <laughs> like it's all it's all white. Why don't make one that are like blue, pink? Or white? How about, yellow, yellow, and brown? How about yellow and brown so you don't have to stare at your fucking excrement? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yeah. Why are you staring, bro? What about bro? colored toilet paper? Is that a thing? If man. not, it should be. Colored toilet paper just make the whole experience a little a little lighter. Yo, yeah. Trevor, give us a couple more, man. Me and Bonnie need it, yo. Because we're trying to get okay. out of this quarantine with stuff lined up. <laughs> All right, Bonnie. I, this one this one makes me think of Bonnie. I don't know if it's the best pickup line, but it, Bonnie makes me think of you. Because, um, you know, you're the you're the you're basically the quarantine master here. I saw you from across the bar. Stay there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or how about uh, Kyle, Kyle? Kyle, you like the cheesy ones, right? Okay, yeah. I like the cheesy pickup lines. That, that's okay, real. how about this? You can't sp you can't spell virus without you and I. Wow. Wow. That'll suit Kyle. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that one'll suit me. You know, a nice little icebreaker, nice joke. You know, I I've, I've never actually used a, a pickup line. Not not really. Like that's not been my thing, but I think it's gonna have to happen here. I mean, again, pen pals. No no seeing each other. I'm not risking anything. I'm not risking anything for for what? A hug? A kiss? To get the dick wet? No. No chance. No chance. No chance. We ain't getting sick. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? You go out like that? You go out with a date with a girl during quarantine and then you get coronavirus? And you kill your whole oh. family because of it? <laughs> that shit would suck, bro. Uh, yeah. Uh, how the world suck, came bro. to an end. That shit's crazy. Okay, that was sipping on a 40. Obviously, a lot of a lot of coronavirus talk. I didn't, I didn't plan on going that route, but anytime I see Bondi's face, I'm just like, yo, I need... <laughs> I need some clearance of the mind. And I'm, the, I'm the head of the Nexus Conduct Pandemic Unit. I have to let people know what's going on. That's 100%. the official title I was looking 100%. for. Uh, you know what, though? W one last question. I'm, I'm saying that a lot, but we had a lot of fun with the whole right. coronavirus thing. And I've been you know, listening to podcasts after podcasts. And I've also been listening to a lot of stand-up, too, and a lot of Conan O'Brien. Uh, what do you think comedy... Do you think comedy has a place in all of this? When people yeah, are, yeah. are dying and you know, we're I, need I need I need an escape from what the f I'm staying at home all day. Yeah, I know. It's uh, that's the way I look at it too. I don't think of it. It's a serious matter. Don't get me wrong, but we're humans at the end of the day. You know, it's uh, there's really not much we can do about this other than stay home. And if you want to find some entertainment or just get a laugh on a little joke, it is what it is. Don't feel guilty. We're humans. We're humans. Yo, watch Conan. Conan will make you happy. If, if you need something happy in your life, I'm a big Conan fan. And uh, he's got me through this, man. We got to get Conan on the program. That'd be a goal. <laughs> okay, my name Kyle Ballard. Be awesome. Trevor Beggs, Nick Bondi. Go get the Nux Misconduct Network. Power of the, the Purell. Name change yep. to the program. Name change we, we still for, got the quickie. for what's going on now. We still got the quickie. Yo, Trevor, like, 
staying at home. How many quickies are you pulling off? Like real talk. It's just one of those things. <laughs> one in the afternoon, one in the morning, and one at night. Oh man, oh man. Go but only one of those is for the listeners. <laughs> oh man, let's get out of here. Sipping on a 40. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. Don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we, we fucking appreciate it. Peace.